3: Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show
1: podcast.
3: Welcome in hour number two, Monday edition, Clay Travis Buck Sexton Show, the last day of July. We have got much still to come with you. Our good friend Alex Berenson going to join you at the bottom of the hour. I would say as a journalist covering COVID, no one got more right than Alex Berenson did. What's going on now? Uh, We will discuss that with him. Uh, lots more coming your way as well. But as we are speaking, uh, Hunter Biden's ex-business partner, Devin Archer, testifying, uh, meeting with lawmakers to lay out Joe Biden's potential involvement alongside of Hunter in many of the business deals that Devin Archer himself was involved in as well. Uh, the expectation is that there will soon I would imagine, be a transcript released of the comments that he made under oath in the House. And that will accelerate in many ways the impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden based on millions of dollars. I've seen uh, I saw our friend Nancy Mace Buck say that she thought before all was said and done that potentially the Bidens were paid 50 million dollars. Right now, I believe we're close to $20 that they've been able to track. That's an unbelievable amount of money to be paid and compensated. Again, what was Burisma, the Ukrainian energy company, getting? What was the Chinese Communist Party getting? All of that beginning to be told, and we will give you the latest on that as more of these uh, informational points on Devin Archer comes out. Uh, it seems
2: uh, i'm trying to make sure we may have some uh breaking news here coming up on the hunt uh, the uh, devin archer slash hunter biden situation um but as we know he's facing uh he's facing a completely unrelated fraud charge and could get sent to federal prison for some period of time on that unrelated meaning to anything having to do with hunter biden but that's why that letter i mean can you imagine He's he's going now. Look, maybe part of the play here is he comes out and speaks the truth. A certain somebody becomes president Clay, and not only does he get out early, although it depends on what kind of sentence. Oh, he that's an get, interesting play, yeah. Or but he might get a pardon because, as you know, even if you go to federal prison for one year on a felony you know, you cannot have a license to trade securities. You cannot be a lawyer. You'll be disbarred. You cannot vote. You know, there's all kinds of things that that can come with that loss of rights and obviously loss of reputation. So, you know, part of the play here, think about think about all of the chips going into the middle of the table here with the the Trump Biden showdown that is emerging at this point. I, I mean, you've got either side could end, could end up. I mean, let's be let's be honest. I know that people would say there's no chance Trump will ever be convicted, but I, I mean, I don't think you can say that, right? No one knows. They're clearly bringing these charges. Either side could end up with criminal liability as a result of losing the election, Joe Biden included.
3: I'm down in Atlanta right now, buck, and there is expectation potentially that there's going to be charges filed here in the city of Atlanta in the state of Georgia soon. Uh, and on top of that, as if that were not crazy enough, at any moment, we could have an indictment coming down associated with January 6th as well. And in spite of all that, poll came out this morning. I want to hit you with a couple of different stories. Buck and I were texting and talking about that, that this uh, earlier in the morning, um, and there are several things that are just incredible about the polling. So let's start here. New York Times comes out with a poll. Uh, that Trump is crushing DeSantis and everyone else right now. Now, to be fair, this is a national poll. Trump has 54% support in the Republican poll the New York Times released today. Ron DeSantis at 17%. Nobody else above 3%. Mike Pence is 3%. Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, and Chris Christie are 2%. Basically, it's Trump... And then a big gap, a 37-point lead over Ron DeSantis right now. Now, but there were a bunch of things that jumped out at me about uh, this poll. Uh, but uh, one, there's a quote in the article from a man named David Green, 69 years old, in Summersworth, New Hampshire. It would not shock me if he occasionally listens to the show. He was asked why he's supporting Trump. And this is his quote. He might say mean things and make all the men cry because all the men are wearing your wife's underpants and you can't be a man anymore. you got to be a little sissy and cry about everything. But at the end of the day, you want results. Donald Trump's my guy. He's proved it on a national level. Now, here, Buck, I want to hit you with these. Uh, These are specific questions asked of Republican primary voters. Who is the strongest leader? This is Trump or DeSantis. 69% to 22% Trump is the stronger leader. Get things done. 67 to 22% uh Trump. Able to beat Joe Biden. 58% Trump. 28% DeSantis. But this is the one that jumped out at me the most, Buck. Fun. Who is more fun? Donald Trump, 54%. Ron DeSantis, 16%. The fu- I can't believe that more people don't talk about this, but Trump is wildly entertaining to the Republican base, and that margin is basically the margin overall. Trump has a lot of fun. I think the DeSantis campaign so far has been serious, and not particularly joyful or spontaneous. And as a result, Trump is just crushing Ron DeSantis just on the question of who is more fun. And I think that's ultimately why DeSantis is having so much trouble punching through. Look, I I listened today uh, to DeSantis'
2: economic plan uh, on my way into the studio. Uh, So I heard what he was laying out, and... Everything that he is is putting forward, I think every Republican, every conservative in this audience would nod their head economically. They would say, yeah, that's good. That's smart. I like that. That's, you know, and, you know, that's a good idea. Let's do that. But I think what what's happening here is on the one hand, there's just Trump is the greatest political show on Earth. Still, bar none, no question, just as a show, right, as a as a draw. Um, and that hasn't changed. People haven't tired of it the way that maybe some had anticipated after uh, the 2020 election and everything that happened. That's one part of it. But also, I think people are increasingly seeing this, or at least, let's be honest. I mean, let's look at the numbers. Half of the Republican base looks at the situation, and this is based on the polling. I'm not just, it's really more or less 50% of people on the GOP side are all in for Trump. And that number seems durable. That number seems constant. Maybe it's 55. Maybe it's, you know, 51, but whatever it is, it's around there. And they see this as a clash of uh, a clash of champions for a broader cause and a movement and not a policy fight, meaning they see this as a bare knuckle brawl for the soul of the country. And so the policies, the who's going to do what at the border, how is this going to shake out for the economy, what's the tax rate going to be, all of that gets pushed 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 aside. For this is the guy that they cannot break, and they're throw, they are throwing absolutely everything at Trump, and he just keeps on coming. So I think that this is the phenomenon that's unfolding before us, and now this brings us to. The Democrat, it it is clear that the indictments have solidified. Uh, There there maybe was some question about that, Clay, right? Are people going to grow tired of this? We don't have to do this. Maybe, well, half, again, it's only half. Half of this audience by the statistics, by the numbers, is saying, I kind of wish it was somebody else, but I'll still vote for Trump. Half, based on the polling, are like, it's all in for Trump. And when you're in a primary, 50%, when there are however many candidates there are, that's a dominant lead, perhaps an unassailable lead. The question then becomes, do they deliver the primary to Trump and hobble him for the general? I think the Democrats are making a case on this one. The question is,
3: are they wrong? Are they wrong? 37-point lead, uh, Buck. No one has ever, at this stage, as we're sitting five and a half months before the voting starts in Iowa, no one in the modern history of the New York Times poll, which is 50 years of data, has ever come back from more uh, than a 20-point deficit, and we're sitting at 37. I think 10 is the biggest anybody's ever come back to, and they pointed to in 08, Barack Obama was down pretty substantially at this point in time, and in 08, uh, meaning in 2007, leading into 2008, John McCain was also down. There's a bunch here in this polling, and we'll get to the CNN as well, Buck, but this is the part that really stood out to me. Um 54 to 16, Trump is more fun than DeSantis. But, Buck, 45 to 43, the Republican electorate finds DeSantis more likable. So there's a huge segment out there that, I, that I'm that i kind of really intrigued by that doesn't like Trump as much as they like DeSantis, but finds him far more fun. And I just think that incongruity is really interesting and difficult for the DeSantis camp to attack because they're actually more likable. And also the majority says that DeSantis is more moral, but Trump is more fun, and they think Trump will do a better job. Uh, and the other part on this, Buck, that stands out, and we need to really, I think maybe even tomorrow we can spend a bunch of time on this, because we've said it on this show, but I don't think most in the modern media out there have discussed it. Trump is in a stronger position... To be reelected president today than he ever was in 2016 or in 2020. When you look at the polling data out there, Trump right now today, as we speak, stronger than any time he ever was in 16 or in 20. Well, well let's, let's look at this, right? What, assuming that number is 50%,
2: what, what kind of numbers would he have to lose in terms of support? I mean, is it, is it plausible that Trump is going to lose 20 or 30% of that support over the next six months? No one can predict the future, as I always say, but it does seem as a matter of history and as a matter of statistics, highly, highly improbable because it has not happened in recent memory. I mean, you talked about some of the, uh, the, the numbers that have been, uh, overcome in the past. And I, I do think that this is, what has changed, the only thing that has changed really is, well, one, the DeSantis campaign, and people have seen the campaign and they have passed judgment on it. Some of the base has passed judgment on it. That is a part of this. Uh, and there's a reset going on. Is that reset enough that people feel like, okay, maybe some stumbles in the beginning, but lessons learned? We'll see. But beyond that, what they are doing against Trump is so crazy and so over the top that I think I think a lot of uh, GOP base voters are saying to themselves this is now just it's like a uh an obligation to the country to refuse to bend the knee to this you know there, there's this intransigence that is building this this sense of uh the immovable righteous force here of we're not going to allow them to crush donald trump because they're so uh you know they hate him so much they they are so opposed to him and so this is why I think it's uh, very hard to persuade people otherwise, because it's not even like Trump has really done very much in terms of campaigning. You know, it's not like there's a what are the new ideas? There really aren't a ton of new ideas. There's old Trump ideas that he says he'll finish this time around or he'll, you know, drain the swamp um, and you know, promises that he made
3: before. Here's a here's a distillation of what you're saying, Buck, in the head to head matchup. Trump is winning on both sides of almost every issue. Let me give you some example. Republicans who accept transgender people as the gender they identify with and those who not, who do not, Trump wins. Republicans who believe abortion should always be legal and among those who believe it should always be illegal. For people who want to fight woke corporations and those who prefer that people stay out of businesses, uh, Among those who want to send more military and economic aid to Ukraine And among those who, not, who do not Among those who want to keep Social Security and Medicare benefits as they are And among those who want to take steps to reduce the budget deficit In other words, Buck Trump is winning on both sides of every issue Which makes it very hard to attack him And gain ground on a policy perspective Because he's winning in every direction it's pretty wild. It, it is. What do you think is going on here? What do you see happening?
2: Uh, light us up on those lines, 800-282-2882. The Preborn network of clinics nationwide has one purpose, and that's to rescue unborn babies. They do that by providing support and resources to pregnant women contemplating whether they will give life for their child or choose an abortion. In most cases, when preborn introduces that mother to her child through an ultrasound, the mother chooses life for that baby. All of this is free, but only because of donations from you and me, the pro-life community. Here's some good news from preborn. To date this year, they've rescued over 28,000 babies. Right now, tens of thousands of mothers are awaiting the birth of their precious babies and thousands upon thousands of babies are taking their first breath. That's due in no small part to the donations you've made to Preborn. That's your impact on the life of a child. For just $28, the cost of each ultrasound experience, you can introduce at-risk babies to their mothers and give them life. Once she sees that precious life and hears that heartbeat on ultrasound, the choice becomes so much easier for mom. Please consider donating a gift of any amount that will go directly toward saving babies' lives. Whatever you can spare. Using your cell phone, dial pound 250 Say the keyword baby. That's pound two five zero and say the word baby or go to this website, preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Sponsored by Preborn.
3: He's Buck Sexton. He's Clay Travis. Together,
0: they're breathing sanity into an insane world. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time.
1: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: You know, there was an interesting observation, my friends, over at uh, ABC News yesterday. Sarah Isger, who used to work at uh, DOJ under the Trump administration, she said this about how united Republicans are again uh, when it comes to Trump and how united Democrats are around. The president right now, Biden, listen to this.
3: Donald Trump is more popular among Republicans than Joe Biden is among Democrats, and it's not close. Ask them about the economy. Ask them about foreign policy. Donald Trump beats Joe Biden on all of these measures.
2: Now, here's the question. Now, Clay, this all sounds very encouraging, right? Put aside all the legal stuff for a second, and I do think there's a broad-based faith among the Republican base that Donald Trump will just he will just steamroll through these legal things somehow. I, I do believe that that is the general that, you know, they're just they're not going to be able to stop him with this stuff. Assuming that that is true. It also feels like the lack of faith in Biden creates a real opening here in the general. But is Biden bob- bottoming, so to speak, in the polls at exactly the right moment when it's nothing but upside for him going into 2024?
3: How do you see it? Well, I see it. Here's the challenge for Biden, Buck. I just come back to every time we play a clip from Biden in 2018, 2019, 2020, he sounds more with it. And I'm not saying that he was great then, but I can't imagine, I mean this honestly, that Joe Biden is barely going to be able to talk by next year at this time. My Pillow, celebrating their 20th anniversary this month, 20 years of manufacturing products in the U.S. creating thousands of American jobs. They've sold more than 80 million MyPillows. That's all thanks to you. They're incredible and loyal customers. Right now, they've got a great price on the king and queen size pillows. Queen size MyPillow, just $19.98, more than 60% off the regular price. King size, just $10 more. Those are just two of the many items on sale. Good time to stock up on your favorite MyPillow products, whichever those might be. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to take advantage of the nineteen ninety eight dollars price on each queen-size MyPillow. You can also call them 800-792-3269. Use our names as your promo code to get these great prices. Offer comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's MyPillow.com, 800-792-3269. Use the promo code Clay and Buck. Do it today. Welcome back in. Clay, Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Uh, encourage you guys to go download the podcast. You'll get all sorts of interesting conversations, including a long form between Buck and Alex Berenson uh, that I think many of you will enjoy. And Alex, you've been coming on with us now for a couple of years. And Buck and I are still desperate for there to be a reckoning. Can we just say, we we were Berenson team before Berenson team was cool. You know, we were early. That's true. Uh, We are still... We are still desperately uh, hoping for a reckoning on COVID. But before we get to that, you have been a data guy from the get-go... What is the data showing uh, on the COVID shots? What should we be aware of? What should we be concerned about? Uh, and are we finally coming through all this because people are just finally stopping to get the COVID shot overall, And which is probably we would have been far better off if we'd never had it in the
6: first place? Kind of tell us where we are. Sure. I mean, so, so I think, yeah, nobody's getting the shots anymore. That's pretty clear. It will be interesting to see this fall because they will push it. Um, I mean, I think very few people, even people over 65, will get it. I mean, it, it's funny. Like, if you go on Twitter, I know you guys are on Twitter, you see this sort of hardcore people who are almost, like, psychotic about it. There's this, like, group of zero COVID people who either still haven't gotten COVID or they got it once and they don't want it again. And, you know, those people are on, like, shock five, six, and seven. And they're, they're I mean, they are they are legitimately crazy. Um, uh, but I think, I think almost everybody else is, is just past this. We, we know the shots, you know, don't work anymore to the, to the, I, I look, I think you can make an argument. I think there's an argument to be made about 2021 and insert that first regimen for older people in particular that, um, you know, that, that like for a few months in 2021, um, the shots seem to work and, and they definitely, you know, reduced infection rates. And so some people didn't get infected. And, you know, obviously if you're not infected with COVID, you can't die from COVID. But certainly ever since Omicron, ever since, ever since the shots started to fail, which was the late summer and fall of 2021 and they announced these boosters, uh, I mean, that should have been the clue that, that we were just way off track on this. And then since Omicron, they don't work, the Omicron, they don't work at all. They just don't. The Omicron is different enough structurally that the antibodies the shots make your body produce don't really work. And that's even true with the updated booster. And 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 people like, you know, listen, uh, uh, most people are not going to be aware of the details of the science, here, which is fine. Like people have a lot of different things to worry about in their lives, but they are broadly aware that the shots don't work anymore and they're not getting them
2: speaking of Alex Baronson here you can check out his uh, his substack also his book uh, pandemia and alex the uh, one thing that i wonder about at this point there's clearly very little interest from the medical establishment in this country to get really down into the numbers when it comes to side effects and specifically the uh the consequences for people of mito, uh, of uh, myocarditis um and and how how those numbers may actually look if they were to 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 get into it do you think we will ever get those numbers and what do i mean meaning are they able to kind of run out the clock and so the data is almost going to be hard to come by or is it still possible to get real numbers so we can see what the side effect profile actually was for a shot that they effectively mandated in much of the country
6: So, so that that's a really that's a really great question um Here's what I think, and I was talking to a cardiologist uh, uh, on Friday about this, and the word he used was "cardioactive." So, so you know, or, or or cardiogenic. These shots definitely cause vascular problems. Like in in most people, those problems are going to be minor. In some people, those problems are going to be severe because we gave the shots to so many people. Um, you can actually see, a, 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 you know, a real number of deaths that occurred, um, which the CDC won't really admit. But other national health authorities actually will admit and they'll, they'll, they'll acknowledge, uh, you know, in case reports and in papers that, you know, that have been published in real scientific journals that there, that there are significant number of people, not, not millions, okay, not hundreds of thousands, but certainly in the thousands, who, who got the shot um, and got myocarditis and either had very serious consequences or died. Okay that that's just a fact and and these are mostly young people mostly at very very low risk from covid. Now remember you can say okay well we gave this to a billion people worldwide so there you know so if there were a few you know a few hundred or a few thousand deaths in this way that's still a very low number proportionally. Okay as long as it's not you or your family member you know who's dying from the shot that they didn't need and was given to them or forced on them for really no reason. Now, to me this is a scandal. Now now here's now more broadly, after the after the after the most recent dose of boosters, which is really the fall of twenty twenty two, which mainly went to older people, both in the US and in Europe and sort of in, in East Asia, um, there was a real spike in deaths in older people in 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 sort of winter twenty twenty three, right? So in so 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 we had another Booster at a time when there really wasn't that much COVID out there, and we did have a spike in death. Now, when I say spike, I don't mean death doubled or tripled. I mean they went up ten percent, twenty percent, some months in some countries. They might have gone up thirty percent for a few weeks. So, you know, that's the number of deaths that COVID was causing. By the way, and COVID was this worldwide health crisis. But, but those deaths have now come back down. Okay, and I think that as long as we don't have a widespread booster campaign next fall, they won't go back up. I hope, I certainly hope that. So I'm not in this camp, but, you know, this sort of like what I would call conspiracy theory camp that, oh, in 10 years, we're all going to be dropping dead from this. I don't think that's the case. I think what you have is, is, a, you know, a vaccine that um, causes some problems. That seems to cause some cardiac and vascular problems and some autoimmune problems by the way in in people who take who receive it in some of those in some people it's those problems are pretty severe in most people those problems are not so severe and are we ever going to be able to tease all of this out well if we had. If we had, let's say, a commission in the U.S. or a commission globally that really wanted to look, we might get an answer. But we, we don't have that. Why? Because the people who would set up that commission have been pushing the shots for three years. They don't want to know. So, I mean, I guess, Buck, if you're going to make me say yes or no, are we ever going to get to this? I hate to tell you, I think the answer is likely no. I think you're going to have me, you're going to have a few people out there who are saying, look at this data. Look at these papers that came out of, you know, South Korea or switzerland or japan or australia or wherever and 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 you can see the picture here but as long as the cdc and may and you know sort of top media organizations won't do this work we're never really going to get there
3: alex couple of, we're talking to alex I encourage you to check out his Substack. stack uh couple of uh, connected questions i think for you here i'd like to get your take on uh ian miller at outkick did a really good piece over the weekend building off of some of the work that others had done over a hundred colleges and universities, including Rutgers and Pitt. So, I mean, these are big schools, the university of New Jersey, a uh, state school, Rutgers, university of Pittsburgh, obviously a state school in the state of Pennsylvania. They're still mandating COVID shots and boosters, and they'll kick you out of school. If you don't get them, I'm curious what you would say to that. And then front page over the weekend, Uh, The Australian had a front page article that went after Dr. Fauci for his lies, given that the New York Times health reporters were clearly being mocked, ridiculed and lied to. And there's now evidence of that. You're a former New York Times employee. Would you let your kid uh, get a shot and in order to go to one of those hundred colleges or universities and why do you think the New York Times hasn't been as aggressive in covering Fauci as, for instance, the Australian has, especially because it's not like Australia didn't lock down even more significantly than the United States? They're actually going after a reckoning.
6: So, so first question, I have a very simple answer to it. I, well, my kids didn't get the shots. They will never get these mRNA shots. If 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 I had a child that was being told at this point to be boosted again, especially since it looks like the risks sort of increase with repeated dosing, I would pull them out of that school. Listen, I grew up in Jersey. Um, Rutgers is a nice school. Like, there's tons of other schools. You know, it's just it's crazy. There's zero scientific justification for this. There's zero moral justification for this. It is only dangerous to healthy kids of that age. It should. It, it basically, these boosters should not be even offered to anybody. I think under sixty-five, maybe fifty, if you have severe comorbidities. But, but I mean, it, it's crazy. Don't don't allow your kids to get these shots. I, I mean, it's a, I, I it's shocking that this is happening. Um, I mean, so as the other question, I mean, there, there's a bigger issue, right? I mean, and this I'm writing a lot about COVID these days, but I am trying to write more about what I think is an even you know, there's an even bigger issue that the media and that as a society we are we really need to reckon with right now, which is that we we seem to have given up on free speech. Or, and certainly on the left, it really seems to have given up on free speech and inquiry that might lead to places that, you know, it it doesn't like. So, one, I mean, I, look, I did. I was a New York Times reporter for 10 years. It, it's shocking to me that we now have these emails out there where we have scientists who who were actually mocking The Times reporters, saying, like, essentially, you know, I, we can lead them around by their noses. We can get them not to be interested in the lab leak theory. And, you know, that was three years ago. That came out, and The Times wasn't let around by its nose, and yet it won't really even cover what, you know, the revelations here, because it is so afraid of of essentially presenting news that, its readers might not like, or that one, you know, that might give aid and comfort to Republicans. I mean, that's where we are. It's, it's shocking to me that, you know, 70% of Democrats, I wrote about this on, you know, on Unreported Truth 10 days ago, or, or I can't remember 10 days ago or last week, but 70% of Democrats now don't favor real First Amendment protection for online speech, okay? And the New York Times itself, when they covered, you know, RFK Jr. spoke at that congressional hearing, um, Ten days ago, they said that, you know, we now have thorny questions about this is New York Times, thorny questions about whether the First Amendment protects misinformation online. And I, I mean, I don't understand that. I don't understand the reluctance to have free inquiry and free debate from these people who think they're that, you know, they think they're so smart. They think they know everything Like you should be wanting to debate. me. Go Go destroy me with your facts. Like, please.
2: Alex and everybody, go subscribe to his Substack, Unreported Truths. Alex, we'll have you back. Thanks for being here.
6: Thanks, guys.
2: Are you on a fixed income? You deserve an investment that delivers consistent returns without compromising your financial security. Phoenix Capital Group offers high-yield corporate bonds with returns of 9 to 12% annual interest that pays out monthly. With 2,000-plus satisfied investors paid on time every time, Phoenix Capital Group is giving investors a new high yield option investing in domestic energy assets. Start earning these high yields and learn more about multiple offerings today at phxonair.com. Learn more by downloading the B free investment packet today. Go to phxonair.com. You can learn how you can diversify your investments and earn nine to 12% annual interest. Investment and bonds have a certain amount of risk associated with it, and you should only invest if you can afford to bear the risk of loss. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. If you want to diversify and you want to earn 9 to 12% annual interest, go check it out now. PHXOnAir.com.
0: Subscribe to CNB 24-7 and never miss a minute of Clay and Buck while getting behind-the-scene access to special content for members only.
1: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Welcome back in, team. Welcome, welcome. We're going to be getting uh, into the next hour into a couple of things. One is there's a GOP criminal referral against Dr. Fauci from Senator Rand Paul. The best, you know, we often talk about the best governor on COVID. Um, and for me, that's uh, Governor DeSantis on that issue. Um, I think the best senator... Uh, would have to be, for me, Senator, on COVID, again, Senator Rand Paul, and he's put out a criminal referral against Fauci for lying under oath about about uh, the origins of COVID. And I look, you know, the law counts or it doesn't. If they're going to start saying, while well, while they're marching Trump's uh, groundskeeper into federal prison for what exactly? I don't think Fauci just gets to skate lying under oath because he's Fauci. I'm sorry. I think there's something else that we should look at there. And then also uh, we have Biden's recognition of his grandchild. Interesting timing here, given the news cycle. We'll get into some of that coming up here in a moment. We've got a bunch of calls. Let's go. Uh, Linda in Louisville, Kentucky. Linda, what's up?
5: Hey, I just wanted to say what I felt about Trump and why everybody else likes him so much is that he is human. He is not a robot everybody else reads from their script he just lays it out there he doesn't have to look at anything
3: there we go all right okay. yeah, the book, you know what buck i mean to me the most fascinating again we talked about this new york times poll result 54 versus 16 trump is more fun than desantis but people actually like desantis more if you're in the desantis camp and you see that data I mean, that means that a lot of people evidently uh find Trump not particularly likable, but they think he's fun, which is, I mean, how do you thread that needle, right? When you're losing the fun argument, but you're actually still more likable. Uh I think it goes I mean, look, to a large extent what she's saying. I think
2: even some people who are voting for Trump would admit if if you're picking a Sunday school teacher for your kids, you want it to be Ron. Okay? Yes. You don't want it to be Trump, but. That's a different thing than uh running the country, being president and fighting the Biden machine. But you know, if if you're looking for your if you're looking for your high school baseball coach for your own child as a mu- Trump as a high school baseball coach would be an amazing show, let me just say. Like
3: we could probably trademark Little this. League, right now. Little league baseball coach would be even better.
2: Probably the best baseball coach <laughs> for Little League in the history of I mean, it would be amazing. We all understand that. But um yeah, Ron DeSantis is who you'd want coaching your kids in Little League. I, I think that's, you know the language would be clean, the, uh, the morals and ethics would be straightforward, but Trump is a, he's a different, different guy. Um, Scott in Kentucky, oh, another Kentucky caller. Scott in Kentucky, what's up?
5: Well, I'm glad I got through. So I think that just shows how delusional everybody is when talking about DeSantis, because is he nice? Is he too nice? Is he too mean? You guys have been all over the map on this, but he has a four-year track record of fighting and being the national spotlight. Wait, who does, Trump or DeSantis? Ron DeSantis took on the teachers' union five years ago, won his first election by 1%, then took on every woke agenda we've asked of our Republican nominees to take on, and won. Everybody knows who he is. Everybody knows what he's like. He hasn't changed. He won 70%, or he won by 20%, rather, in in the election. Now, after $30 million of attack ads from Donald Trump. Everybody's questioning DeSantis. So now it's up to DeSantis to stand up and fight back. But your point is one that I want to talk about. I think it's totally delusional. Who is the best person on COVID as a governor? Ron DeSantis.
2: Well, you're quoting me, but yes, go ahead.
5: Yes, yes. What has Trump been saying? Okay, this is why I knew DeSantis had to step up and start fighting 90 days ago. Trump has been running lockdown Ron. You can't vote for, for Ron DeSantis because he was weak on COVID. He locked down the state of Florida. That's 180 degrees from fact. It's a complete lie. So a statement that three months ago, people that like DeSantis and like Trump were asking me, can you vote? Uh, can you really vote for Ron after how weak he was on COVID?
2: Well, this is, sir, we're running out of time. We wanted to give you a full say there. We'll come back to this on the flip side. Some interesting points you raise.